Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. that time again that special time of your day your week your month your year depending on how many times you listen to us guys of a certain age robbie koblitz in studio with art shirley and truly in the flesh this week jay reed so uh (laughs) (laughs) so jay couldn't join us last week which some of you guys may have figured out or may not have figured out and so we pre-recorded since it was an extra geeky comic book special thing we pre-recorded jay saying a variety of of phrases and uh, so we played them back just at random points that a limited variety yeah. of phrases yeah we had to cut out all the profanity and you know, <laughs> you know and the funny thing is uh jay's son listened to it and didn't know that it wasn't him wow well he, he, he thought that was my usual amount of uh yeah. <laughs> contribution to the show <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to hear what your mom says and your wife when she catches up. So um, I had a, a fan text me and say, that's eh, about normal for Jay. So, uh, but that was pretty funny. But it was crisis of, uh, what did you say, infantile, infantile earthling? Yeah. 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 So it was the, the DC crossover, which would have been a little bit more minimal for you anyway. Um, but yeah, that was uh, a lot You of actually fun. had a lot I to really say like about to the- see all the people come back. <laughs> And that's it. Okay. That's pretty much what I had to add to that yeah. anyway. Yeah. And that's our episode. But you are a Wonder Twins expert, you said that, right? That's that was the funny thing that you put me in as is being completely ignorant on the Wonder Twins. And that that's was like the, the one, one thing <laughs> that I could have spoken to. What were the Wonder about. Twins names? Oh that I, don't ask me. Jenna and Jace. Oh man. I just right? knew the, the power. I don't think it was Jace. I think that may be the okay. uh, I think that's uh, Space Ghost uh, pals. Yeah, that's y'all don't know either. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I did watch that one. You know, one twin of, powers activate form, form of, of whatever form of what? Well, water. Yeah, like anything that. water. Shape of uh, astronaut. I don't know things to come. <laughs> yeah. yeah, animals. Wow. Okay, so it's been but, a while since I've watched yeah. it, but I did watch it. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, so we're we're all back. The Power of Three, which was a Doctor Who episode, which leads into my Geek of the Week. Let's hit Geeks of the Week here at the at the top end like we used to when we were all together. My Geek of the Week is the season 12 or 13, I think it's season 12 finale of Doctor Who, uh-huh. where they completely rewrote the entirety of the of the of the canon of Doctor Who, yeah, so, I saw they were retconning wow. the whole thing. It, right? It's kind of crazy, but it doesn't go into contradiction of anything before. So wow. uh, Chris Chibnall, who's the um, uh, showrunner, um, the last big series that Chibnall did was Broadchurch. He was the showrunner on Broadchurch with David Tennant, who was the um, was he the tenth Doctor? I can never remember. I guess he was the tenth Doctor. If you don't know, yes, I think that's right. Because yeah. by the time they Smith got Smith is eleven. Yeah, and yeah. how many were they supposed to? Where were they supposed to stop? At twelve, which was uh, Capaldi. Right, but, but they then before they even introduced Capaldi, they had the War Doctor. That's in, right, right. So John Hurt. Look Who at is this you. Guy? Yeah. So, so uh, spoiler alert. I'm probably so that's how you know I'm really here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There's that, no way I would have recorded that particular comment. No, not at all. But what they did, they came in, and uh, this season they reintroduced the Doctor's arch nemesis, yeah. the uh, arch enemy, the Master, 
with um, a guy who had played in the docudrama uh, An Adventure in Time and Space, which is about the beginnings of Doctor Who. This actor played in that, the original director. Um, and he came in, he was cast as the master. I think he did a phenomenal job. So it's already aired? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it aired uh, a week ago. Did Even you see I, it, Jake? I didn't see the episode, but I saw a lot of chatter about okay. what happened. But so, you were just glad to see all the people come back, right? Yeah, because they had, there was like a whole picture of all the old <laughs> Doctor Whos and maybe even some Doctor Whos that weren't Doctor Who. I couldn't really tell. So, you know, through the year, it, when when... When the powers that be came up with Doctor Who, it was originally a science fiction, you know, kind of a science historical drama. Let's try to educate kids. And it turned into a monster of the week type yeah. of thing. So there was no backstory. You know, like today in modern television production, you're going to create a backstory in and a Bible. show. Bible. There's usually a show Bible yeah. before you ever start. Right? So you, you know the rules of what's going on. And uh, so there wasn't anything there. So it wasn't until the... The second Dr. Patrick Troughton, Patrick Troughton, easy for me to say, um, that they introduced the whole concept of Time Lords, and he's from Gallifrey. You didn't know any of this stuff. And then Tom Baker is the fourth doctor. They hadn't established, I guess, the 12 regenerations at that point. Or maybe they had, but there was an episode called The Brain of Morbius where they, they showed on this little plastic screen some of the doctor's previous uh, incarnations prior to tom baker doctor number four and there were like seven or eight and so that was something that had always kind of plagued um the the, the show lore going forward brain of morbius they they said that there were more doctors than the than the four the the tom baker being number four in the three previous anyway long 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 story short you know <laughs> too late <laughs> <laughs> wow um, at this point, listeners are going, I think Jay and Art may have left. Yeah. <laughs> they may have been there at the beginning. Jay, are you here? I'm you're, here. You're here. So anyway, what they did, they came in and they retconned all that. And the whole idea now is the doctor is this, was this child that was discovered under this, this interdimensional portal was discovered by a resident of Gallifrey and the child inadvertently fell off a cliff and died but regenerated and the the adoptive mother um said "Ooh, wow this is crazy synthesized the dna or whatever from the from the from the child took that caused it to regenerate ended up injecting it into the residents of gallifrey wow. and that's how the whole idea of regeneration began huh. and that's how the foundation of the time lords instead of that was something that was their genetic heritage this child who was discovered uh, the timeless child, as this child was referred to, um, could regenerate an infinite amount of times. And so that was the doctor. And so it turns out that the doctor has had multiple regenerations and it has had uh, his or her memory just completely erased multiple times. So previous in the season, there was a, um, a, a, a before never seen never seen before regeneration of the doctor played by african-american female i cannot remember her name she was phenomenal but it's like where did this regeneration come from all of a sudden it opens up opens up this door for all these regenerations that you never knew the doctor never knew it was a big reveal so it was all retconned and it was really really well done um, so it changes everything, but changes nothing. And mm-hmm. so uh, it ties up some loose ends from the classic series. There are a couple of questions in the new series that was that that were answered. Um, so it was really, really, really cool. I felt kind of bad for the Cybermen who were the big bad in the last two episodes. They just kind of got pushed off to the side. And 
you know, it is what it is. But the doctor will return in the something, something of the dialects, which will either be Christmas or New Year's. Who knows where that special is going to be. And Jody Whitaker will be back as the doctor for a third season. And Chibnall will be the showrunner for a third season. So anyway, that's my Geek of the Week. And that's our show for this week. Well, I think you just stole my line. You said, that's really cool. I yeah. think that was. Yeah. Thanks for that week-long geek. For me. <laughs> so. Uh, anyway, you got something to top that, boys? Well, I do. Depends. Go ahead. Much more popular character, James Bond. This is, we'll we'll kind of lead into coronavirus stuff later, but uh, No Time to Die, the 25th movie in the James Bond franchise, has been moved from April to November. And because of uh, concerns over the coronavirus and, and what that would do, I'm sure you know they don't want to make people come out into the theater is the is the politically correct answer but i'm sure is they're that also worried about well i'm sure they're worried about box office because they think if they don't get the the china market anymore now you know it just destroys the box office yeah. although they're they're set to lose 30 million dollars is what i heard because of the the change in the launch but it's it's uh daniel craig's last last outing is as uh, James Bond, is his, 20, his swan song, his swan was. song. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I must have. He would rather have his wrist cut, is what he said before he does another James Bond. I think he, <laughs> then he did this one, but twenty uh, fifth, uh, no time to die, and it's now moved to November. So, and aren't they changing the title to No Time to Wash Hands? <laughs> no time to die. But wash your hands. Make sure you make time for and that. And don't touch your face. That's right. I thought it was maybe even a satire thing or something. That maybe there was a virus in the movie and they wanted to move it back to uh, you know not be. We don't oh, know. Oh, there may be. Know. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. Mm -hmm. so. But no, I, I, my understanding is Large because crowds. they're concerned uh, concerned over crowd because uh, Mulan got really hit hard uh, with the uh, huh. box office because of uh, the coronavirus apparently. Wow. In China. Yeah, yeah, no, and China, like you said, is so important for a for an opening. Yeah, it's gotten to be like you make or break thing now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's, I think you hit profitability uh, yeah. with a large opening in China. Right. And yeah, it can it it completely changes the way we've looked at things now. And also, it allows the you know number one movie in the world. So many times things are opening overseas before they open right. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and so that they can come in with that marketing claim. So yep. that's uh, that's kind of interesting. Yep. But uh, yeah, no time for James yeah. Bond. So anyway, Jay. Uh, all right, my geek of the week. This came across my feed. Did you just turn his volume down? A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no, I <clears throat> cut mine off for a second okay. while I move my microphone. Oh. Keep on going, Jay. So this is something. This We're is, listening. This is quite a bit different than our usual Geeks of the Week. Have you all ever heard of Jetman? I don't like know a, that I have. Like is a jetpack kind of a thing? Is he a Japanese superhero? No, 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 no. It's not a superhero. Not to, <clears throat> not to be confused with Parachute Man from Batman. <laughs> Parachute man. Yeah. Now, this is kite this man. This is a real life. Man. This is a kite real man. life. Yeah. Kite kite man. yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> so in Dubai, this is, this is taking place in Dubai. That's where the headquarters is. And if you want to look at it, it's jetman.com. And it is essentially a jetpack. Oh, I have seen this. Yeah. It works. I saw it too. I mean, I watched all the videos last night, just kind of from start to finish. They started off with a guy kind of hanging on the side of a helicopter and then almost like a skydive kind of coming off the, right. the rail there. And then over the last, I don't know, five or six years, they've been in the works for 20 years or so, but over the last five or six years, they started with that. And then they were in uh, China, uh, Tiananmen Mountain or something. There's a kind of a open cave there. And they 
launched from the top of a mountain. So it was off the ground, but right off, they kind of made a platform that they could dive off of. Right. And it just, it just took me in the, uh, the first video I saw was the most recent where, uh, they had progressed to actually just standing on the ground and turning it on and go. And, and then he just, this is on the, on the runway. They said of us, Dubai sky, sky, Dubai, the, the, What's your thing? We jump out of planes, <laughs> skydiving, skydiving, yes, okay. that, that, that thing. And, but he just, you know, he, he hovers for a little while and then he puts it in high gear and takes off Wow! and heads toward the, and it's, when you hear it, it sounds like, like a fighter jet. Yeah. Uh, it's got four, this particular model, the, it's, it's basically you, you're strapping a wing to your back. And it's made of carbon fiber and something and you're called kissing your butt goodbye. Do they well, show how the flights end? Well, that's the thing. In the beginning, it's like, a one it's one way trip. A, well, so far, best I can tell, nobody's been hurt or definitely not passed away because of this. But I think parachutes were the first way that they landed, kind of a skydiving thing. Uh-huh. But now they've got it, the technology perfected so that you can actually hover and and just wow. land. Jetman, it. It's really cool. I, you really need to watch this if you haven't. So the apparatus is not disposable, but the pilots are. That's right. Well, machines in good shape. So yeah. there was a uh, there was a, a, a technology demonstration twenty years ago along those same lines, but they could only get like eight or nine seconds of yeah. of propulsion out of it, and so but they edited together this video of all these different takes, and it looked like he dude was like you know just chugging along for a couple of minutes. And there, there's also the water jet pack. Yeah, thing, I've seen that. You know, where, mm. you know, you, you're going up 30, 40, 50 feet in the air with the water propulsion. Well, this one, you they did a video where they're flying alongside an Emirate Air A380 plane. I mean, they're, they're right along with it yeah. and flying with it. And then they'll take off and go faster. They have all the control, the the... What I was reading is like the body is the fuselage, and everything is kind of all the movement is determined by the body. Mm. Uh, I think it's got little handheld things for the propulsion, but the the engines are made. The little jet engines I think are made in the states. Jet Cat was the company, uh, and like I said, it's it's I don't know. I was just fascinated. Yeah, no I kidding. I have not seen anything like this in a long, long time, and I think they're kind of leading up to uh, this fall and next spring is a 2020 exposition in Dubai. And they're kind of linking it to that. There'll be a lot of demonstrations, but one of the uh, one of the cool things is they're flying in like in town. If you've seen the Dubai skyline, I mean, it's, they have the tallest building in the world there, the Burj right. Khalifa, and uh, so they're just kind of making loops around the tallest building in the world on this thing. They fly up to two hundred forty miles an hour. Wow! I think eighteen hundred meters is is the highest that I saw, but it's. I mean, that's that's, that's fast. fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's quick. So, have you got one on order? Uh, I don't have the $150,000 yet, but, you know, save a little here and there. <laughs> Go pick up aluminum cans. Right. Well, then I can make my and own. Make your own. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did you guys ever pick up aluminum cans on the side of the road and make money as a kid? Uh, I don't know if I made money. I, I, I made a collection out of yeah. them. <laughs> I made a collection out of them. Yeah. I think I we got did them. Scouts no. or something. No. We, I, would, I would pick up cans to make... Uh, to, to make a little extra money. Did you back. crush them? Did you like, yeah, them? yeah. Step yeah. on them or did, were you actually driving at the time? No, I would, I would, I would step on yeah. them. And you know, what was really, what was really funny was 
think I had a, a potato bag that had, you know, potatoes, 18 uh-huh. pounds, you know, on it. And I would fill this bag with aluminum cans and think, oh, yeah, 18 pounds. I, I got a lot of money here. It's like, now let's talk about density, you know. <laughs> That's right. So, but uh, anyway. Well, my, all, all my friends in my neighborhood were collecting beer cans, like trying to actually make a collection of all different kind of beer cans. I wasn't allowed to have beer cans, so I decided to get, you know, soda coca-cola cans that kind of stuff and i've still got like three or four boxes full of, of those course cans <laughs> i took them home the other day got them out of my parents attic for <laughs> wow so i could kind of look through them and see what was what but there's some really old ones and really kind of cool ones in there mark uh, did his can collection he went through that phase i think he got over it when he was about 14 well so, i'll yeah. let you know when i get over it. yeah yeah hey maybe he'll sell his to you well i'll talk to him i'll see yeah. maybe we could trade that, no, yeah, no. trading cans. Trying to trying to get them out of the house. So, but uh, well, anyway, so that was obviously something you couldn't live without back then, and probably now. So, uh, what's a piece of technology you can't live without, Jay Reed? We'll start with you. That's kind of our main focus on this show. Well, the first thing I wrote down was my instant read thermometer. Instant read thermometer. Yeah, yeah my digital thermometer, which yeah. has revolutionized. <laughs> This one has a really pointy end. Okay. <laughs> and now, Robbie, what was your... <laughs> that has revolutionized my chicken cooking, because now I can cook it until it is dry. Okay, so this is not a dry. personal... This is not a health item. This is for cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably cooking. should have led with that. <laughs> uh, was, you know, he was talking about Mark. He was talking about cooking. I thought you were all with me, but... No, yeah. no. no. We are talking about the coronavirus, too, Jay. Yeah. yeah. So is this a, um, this is a, a insert yeah, as opposed to a surface, right? Right. Yeah. Insert. And you know, it's, it's pretty small, so it doesn't make a big, you know, big, uh, you're not losing a lot of, is it digital? Just, it is digital. Okay. Yeah. Mine's, mine's a big green egg version. There's one called a thermopin, which I have not aspired to yet, but, um, there's a, there's a lot of them on Amazon. I'm so, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But that really made a huge difference when I started using it. You know, it wasn't just, okay, the recipe says cook this for three hours, and I'm going to hope it's done, and I can, you know, check So it. how do you use it? Do you, you put it in at certain yeah. points and then pull it back out? And yeah. So the thing is, yeah. you don't leave it in to... No. Yeah, right. and I've got right. two different kinds. One, I put in, if I'm just cooking, if I'm baking chicken inside, but if I'm doing a brisket or a pork shoulder on the egg, then I've got one that, that sticks in. It has, a like, a long... We've cord. got we've got one of those. Uh-huh. Actually, ours has got a Bluetooth. Um, we've got we've got a, a unit that's got six probes and it's all Bluetooth ready. Yeah, mine does that too. And that's what I was wondering if they'd gone with that technology, yeah. so you can oh, yeah. get some kind of alert on your phone or whatever. Well, and when we're doing Function a brisket, walk too far away. Well, if we're doing a brisket overnight, you know, if I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I want to know what's the temperature on the brisket then i just sort of yeah. go over and it's like oh crap it's too hot <laughs> yeah get some water pour it on the big green egg you know but uh anyway that's been a lot of fun so that's cool yeah. that's cool yeah. so has it improved your culinary endeavors i think it has has it cut down on on illness in your house um we didn't really have any illness it was just we just had a lot of dry chicken <laughs> ah all right, so we've gone the other way. We have more moist chicken. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Now, do you use it on steaks as well, or any sort of beef, or is it primarily chicken for you? Primarily chicken and, and other kinds of maybe pork too, to a yeah. certain degree. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. I uh, see. Yeah. yeah. 
Glad we took. You're hot. You're on fire, Jay. <laughs> I'm glad we took his temperature. And we can measure it. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Not as long as we were hoping. There was only a two minute tech that you can't. Well, you may got, have other pieces. I've got more. What other pieces? What other tactic? Go ahead, Jay. What other what tech do you have that you can't live without? Can't, can't live, live without. without. Well, this is the completely. And we know about the P app. Run P app. So. We're, uh, <laughs> Well, that's on my phone. I thought that was off limits, but but a true guys of a certain age piece of technology I thought was my CPAP machine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I've got one of those. I don't use it anymore, but I've got one. Well, you know, it kind of it's kind of scary that um, I had a friend once because now they, you know, they control it by Bluetooth or cellular. Right. You know, the person in the office you know sets the speed or sets the the rate or whatever and uh that's creepy first i thought that was ah, that's not fun but i had a buddy he had just gotten a cpap in his case this didn't happen to me but his insurance was monitoring he had to use it a certain number of yeah. hours every night or he, oh that's you know he a got busted. too much i right. had to do that for the first year of month well the you thing about the, him, you bring the sd card in well he had a um he had a <laughs> yeah. bad turkey at thanksgiving and he was like throwing up like crazy so he couldn't Obviously wear the mask. Obviously, he didn't have Jay's <laughs> yeah, probe. He didn't have a probe, yeah. But he couldn't wear the mask, and he was like asking people, you know, what am I going to do because Blue Cross is going to cut off my, my CPAP. My CPAP. They just stop you. <laughs> but I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't oh, put the mask yeah. on while I'm hurling. So, anyway. Wow. Wow. I think, so. you could, I think you can tell that. You can let him know that. I'm sure you could. Yeah. I'm sure you could. Well, he was a, kind of a panic. Yeah. Wow. So CPAP is your second most valuable tech. What about you, Mr. Shirley? And I know you have more, Jay. That's okay. So we'll come back we'll to come it. We'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah, if we need to pad, we'll come back to Jay. <laughs> so, um, One thing that I've really enjoyed, I got it about a year ago, is uh, Amazon Kindle, the paper white version. It's got the uh, lit screen. Never thought I'd want one because I was, you know, doing anytime I was reading something, uh, Kindle, I was either on my iPad or, or you know, sometimes even reading it on my phone. And I've read you know, books even from back in the days when I had a, a Palm Pilot. You know, would read would read books on those, but uh, I just like I like the fact that um, with this you can store you know a lot of books on there, which is nice, um, but that you don't have the distraction of you know going off to social media or trying to check email or whatever. So that you know when you decide it's time to read a book, it's a little bit more like the the uh, experience of having an you know, actual physical book. And that you're you're not going off and checking something else. It was too easy to do that, or you know, go check my email and then you know get fired up about something at work, or you know, I've got to go do something. Uh, so I like this. I like the simplicity of the uh, the Kindle. Like I said, the version I got I have is the the paper white, and it's nothing but an e-reader, right? There's nothing right now. It can be used with a set of Bluetooth headphones, uh, you know, to do audible books. Yeah, but there's no. Um, you know, there's no Safari, not Safari, but there's no web browser app yeah. like you had on your phone. Uh, and there's no uh, social media. You know, there are the, I uh, got my mom years ago, an Amazon Fire HD tablet. Yeah. And it was kind of, of those. A, yeah, it was kind of a way for her to be able to check email and, and, and specifically to do those kind of things. Now, she reads her books on it as well. But uh, I wanted something just simple. And it also, the battery life is incredible. It'll last a couple of weeks. So I can just, uh, you know, not have to worry about charging it every night or, or anything. It's just there. Um, I like taking it on trips because it's just a smaller piece. If I'm not taking, you know, if I'm, I'm kind of paring down the electronics that I'm taking, it's kind of nice to throw that in there and have that. I usually have a stack. If I'm going on vacation, I got a stack of books <clears throat> so I can see where that would be. Yeah. My son has one of those, but I haven't yeah. used it very much. Also, you know, one thing we've noticed, and I ended up getting Becky one uh, this fall uh, because she, she reads a lot and she likes it. But, you know, it, 
sometimes when you're reading, you know, like I said, I love a book. I still love a physical book. I love the smell, love that whole experience. But it's kind of nice that you could have something you can just hold with one hand if you're sitting in a chair or, or laying in bed or whatever, as opposed to trying to mm-hmm. find a way to prop up, uh, you know, a big large book or whatever that you might have. And reading glasses aren't needed because you can push the font size up. Yeah, right? you can. I still use reading glasses with it just because I don't like to go. And then he... It's like a, tel- it's like a teleprompter. <laughs> That's right. What's he going to do? I don't know. It's hyphenated. I can't even tell what word I'm on yet. <clears throat> So, wow, uh, wow. What's but the, yeah, that's a good point. What's the price point on something? See, like? you wait because they're, I think they're 120 bucks, but you can get them for like 80 or 90 yeah. bucks. If you, you know, even in a bundle of stuff, if you, if you want. So don't ever, don't ever pay the real price for those kids. If you wait long enough, then Amazon will have the Jetman guy bring it that's directly right. to your house. That would be awesome. <laughs> would it be awesome? That you would, would just be, awesome. be ordering Amazon every day. Just to see the Jetman. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jed Man. Yeah. Hello, Jay. Hello, Jay. <laughs> I work Here's alone. Here's your junior Jet Man badge, Jay. <laughs> Go home, Jay. I work alone. So, uh-huh. yeah. You know where that's from, right, Jay? That's from The Incredibles. Yeah. Go home, buddy. I Go work alone. alone. Oh, yeah. That's Created his arch, arch yeah. enemy there. You know. Great, and great movie. What a great movie. This is the best Fantastic Four movie ever. It is. So, my tech i can't live without is basically anything by sonos so i Ooh, love yeah. sonos in fact you guys are probably wondering why there's one sitting in front why of us. there's a box in front of me so sonos uh the, their their speakers are are not bluetooth compatible so that's a that's kind of a knock on them so the sonos units um you use an app to set them up put it on your wi-fi network uh and they also have ethernet port so you can do tuned in you can do amazon music you can't i don't know that you can do apple music on uh, the speakers but you can uh, use the sonos app on your on your ios device your android device or your computer to push music to it and it's not that you're streaming from the phone to sonos you're directing the the speaker what to connect to um, you can um, you can enable on most of them you can able of enable a virtual assistant like an Alexa um, or a Google assistant or they can be somewhat of a dumb speaker the audio quality is absolutely phenomenal I've got um, I've got a couple I've got a Sonos one I think it's so no I've got a Sonos yeah I've got a Sonos one in my office that's it's got three buttons on the top uh, play or pause and then audio up or down and it will remember the last thing I played so if I was pulling something from tuned in uh, it'll pull that last tuned in station uh, sounds great really really like it they have a cool you use your iOS or Android app to set it up it will also uh, go through and you can map around your room so it can acoustically set your speaker to match the characteristics of your room mm. which is kind of wow. cool that's cool um, they've got some, uh, they've got a, a subwoofer. They've got a TV bar, which I've got at the cabin, which sounds great. Um, that's a, that's a really nice sounding TV bar. Um, but one of the cool things is they're a little pricey. So the, the units are a little expensive. Um, Ikea and Sonos have developed a couple of pieces that are cheaper that aren't quite as fully featured as the Sonos speakers. But you have the, to put it together by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to open the box. So, um, and I have no idea how you pronounce their standalone speaker. It's called Symphonisk. Is that right, Jay? Can you can you fanatically push? So you don't turn lights on in here. So I don't. Where are you reading that? Oh, it, 
on that side. I thought it would have it on both. I would think Symphonics. it's Symphonics. Yeah. Symphonics. So this like is Symphony. a... Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, under 150 bucks, I believe. <laughs> uh, so what, one of the cool things about this, it's a, it's a full uh, Sonos speaker. The Sonos app will hook to it. But it can also double as a shelf. So it's got brackets on it. So you can put it as a shelf... Uh, so it's a true bookshelf speaker, huh. and so it looks it looks kind of cool that way. Huh. And uh, you can pair it up to any additional um, Sonos speakers you've got. They also have a lamp version of this. So IKEA has made a lamp that has got a Sonos speaker built in, and so wow. you can have it at your bedside. And uh, so that's kind of cool too. But uh, I love my Sonos products at the bakery. We have um, we have two Sonos units. We've got one in the front of the bakery, one in the back. And the, the cool thing about those is we can we can pair them as dual mono speakers, and so we can push the same music to both the front and the back of the bakery. But we can control their volumes independently, or we could actually stream different music to different speakers. So you can set up a full house. Uh, let's say you had five Sonos speakers all mapped your house in different rooms you could push different uh um tuned in apps to uh, uh tuned in audio streams or sirius xm streams or whatever to different speakers if you've got a sirius xm subscription you can bring that into tuned in and push or bring that in into the sonos app and push it out so it's a really cool system it is wi-fi only they do make a bluetooth speaker um, and they're also AirPlay 2 compatible, so you can push like iTunes or Apple Music now. The this app. one that you have is? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's how you could do that. All right. Yeah, so if you're playing iTunes on your computer or, uh, well, it's not iTunes, it's Apple Music, or your, your phone from your local library of tunes, right. you can AirPlay it 2 over. So, And I think you can do Apple Music, the subscription service as an AirPlay 2 over, but I don't know that they've enabled that 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 subroutine there that allow you to pull Apple Music up directly on the Sonos. And they may have, I don't know. But we, we had one of these at one of the pharmacies I used to work at and I could just get on the la- on the computer and yeah. choose anything. I mean, yeah. anything I ever looked up was there it, as far as cr- music goes. And I loved it. It's crazy. They're not that expensive. The Sonos ones are somewhere around two hundred bucks. Um these are the the IKEA versions are cheaper. Um but uh, and just to, so I'm understanding this is actually hooking to the Wi-Fi and, That's right. and playing something from its own internal system, That's correct. right? You're, you're not like a Bluetooth thing. You don't, That's so if right. you walk away, get it outside of 30 feet or whatever, it's not going to suddenly stop That's playing correct. because it's not feeding off. You, you will make your selections through your app, either on your computer or your phone, and get it going. Is that right? That's right. So you're directing, you're directing yeah. where mm-hmm. to connect to. You're not actually using... Your phone or computer right. to to push an your, audio your stream. Your phone over. is basically a remote at that. That's point. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. It's really cool. It's really cool. And uh, there, you could actually buy a cheap tablet at, and, and go into a standalone controller mode, mm-hmm. so that you could have that that tablet set up, and uh, you know you could go into that kiosk mode, and right. you could direct you know select your rooms or what have you. So it's really nifty. Uh, but the audio quality is is. F- just fabulous it reminds me a lot of you know 15 20 years ago bose was the 
was the the standard mm-hmm. for for high five. Ask, how does it compare? Um, I much better, much better. Of course, I was never the biggest Bose fan in the world. You know, the the old saying was "No highs, no lows, must be Bose." Yeah. Um, well, you grew up in the shadow of PV too. Did that have any influence of you? None whatsoever. Because <laughs> okay. uh, I didn't make high five systems at that point, but. Um, they still don't that I know of who knows, who knows what PB makes anymore, but it, it just, um, yeah, yeah. It's a really good sounding system. So that's my, my geek, my, that's not a geek of the week. I don't even know where I am. Who am I? Why am I here? That's my tech uh, that I can't live without tech that he can't live without yeah there you go Jay. You have something else. Let's see. Jay's got a lot of tech. He can't live without. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's I, an I had to really Jay's think an iron this. lung. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought about my Harmony remote is something. I that, used to like a Harmony remote. You know, it's not that I couldn't live without it, but if it quit working, I'm not sure I would be able to watch TV. I just, yeah. you know, I had an early Harmony remote, and it just was an act of God and Congress to program the thing. Well, once you, you do yours through USB in the app. Well, see, that's the thing. We had somebody else came set up our home stereo system, surround sound uh-huh. and all that, and they set all this up. And so I got Jacob the other day to check it out. I wanted to adjust some things when he put our fire stick on so we could watch right. Disney Plus. And he's like, it had the email and password of the guy who set it up. Oh, so wow. I've got to figure that out yeah. first. I just haven't just gotten set around a new to account it. And wipe it. But uh, well, yeah, that's great. I wouldn't be able to watch anything if I wiped it completely. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can because it steps you. There's a wizard thing. It steps you through exactly how to do it. Okay. You just say, you, you find your, your device that you're using. You tell it, all right, so you set up scenarios you know mm-hmm. so uh like if i'm one to watch a movie you I, know i think art should come to your yeah, house and maybe that's you yeah. he's probably cheaper by yeah. the hour because we've set up i've set up about three of them okay uh, yeah i got my mom one at one point are you really said. sure you want to step into this portal no you're good point. <laughs> yeah you hired somebody to set three of them up right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i do they're not hard well that's encouraging mm-hmm. that's very encouraging but that's when and when we cut the cord, I got dug one out and set it back up again, so you know we could uh, do it without having to go through the convenience of, uh, of uh, Xfinity's remote, which was a great product, uh, but not enough to keep you. With- not enough to keep me, yeah, yeah. But uh, we've ended up just doing everything through the Apple TV remote now. Well, yeah. I just it, it came to mind because which is a terrible remote. It. By it's the, way. the yeah. worst, it remote. worst remote. It's up there There's- with the puck mouse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's some uh, very often I find myself thinking this is the worst thing Apple has done. That's tech I could live without. Yeah, no, I think the puck, the puck mouse with the original iMac is the worst tech they've ever done. Just because you couldn't. Well, see, it has so many things in common. You pick it up and you don't know the orientation. You know, because the puck mouse, you didn't know. uh, I mean, the cord was there, but there was nothing that tactfully told you what what was up. You could take the you could take the colored things off and in 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 off the sides of it so yeah. you'd have some sort of orientation yeah yeah so you it, oh, you'd have some, yeah. but yeah i'm sorry jay were you saying something uh i was going to but you know y'all go ahead yeah. anyway i was just thinking it's not something like it's not a thing i look at as tech necessarily but it's something i use every day i mean in most most of the time i can operate it by myself <laughs> and that was the harmony remote the harmony remote okay yeah. i thought you were about to give us another reveal no no no, no. and that device is <laughs> yeah that did that device is the kitchen sink yeah so now the only other thing i wrote down which we i think is kind of assumed is the you know it's the whole apple tv be it apple tv or fire stick or whatever having that yeah option because like you said you've cut the cord you probably use that more than i do but i mean we use it a ton yeah i mean we even set up i, I put an hd antenna up in the attic and i had uh 
you know, all the TVs hooked up to that so we could watch antenna TV. And we'll still still do that every once in a while, especially if, you know, there's a power problem or not a power problem. But a, if the because we still use Xfinity for our Internet. So if that goes out for some right. reason, uh, we'll we'll do the antenna. So but, uh, my concern was at first that we'd be using too much bandwidth because now they've you know, they've have they captured? capped you. Yeah, but we we haven't come close to hit the cap. So. You know, so what would be funny is if all of a sudden your um, your internet goes out and then you hear a ring at the door and it's an Xfinity service person. It's like, I can hook you back up to cable really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So probably shouldn't give him any ideas. Jetman. Jetman. I'm Jetman from Xfinity. <laughs> yeah. So, well, guys, I think that will do us for, uh, for this episode of a reunited and it feels so good, guys of a certain age. We appreciate everybody. Uh, hang it in there. Listen to us. Waiting for Jay's return, which was a lot of fun. Thanks uh, to uh, Podbean and, and all our little aggregators who get us out there. We will see you next week. <laughs>